with me, if you would, please, to Psalm 91. It's the same passage that Pastor Jacob uh, shared with us earlier this morning. And I want to preach a sermon to us today that is titled, Where Do You Live? Where Do You Live? Now, I could tell you places that I have lived physically. I could say 226 Pine Street, Floyd, Virginia, or I could say 6756 Bay Hill Court, Radford, Virginia. But I'm not talking so much about a physical address as much as I'm talking today about a, a mindset and a heart, what I want to call a heart set. A mindset and a heart set. Where am I living in my mind? Where am I living in my heart? And where have I placed my trust? I want to share a story with you about a, a lady that, um, just an extraordinary lady named Fanny Crosby. You may have heard the name Fanny Crosby before, but she was an American mission worker, a composer, a poet, a teacher, but probably most known for the hymns that she wrote. In fact, she wrote more than 8,000 hymns with over 1 million copies that were printed. She lived in the 1800s. By the, by the end of the 19th century, she was a household name. She wrote songs like, Pass Me Not, Old Gentle Savior, and Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Praise Him, praise Him. Rescue the perishing, to God be the glory. She wrote all these wonderful songs and she wrote so many hymns that the publishers back in that day would ask her to use a, synonym, a pseudonym, uh, not a synonym, they asked her to use a, a, a pseudonym, <laughs> a different name, because they were afraid to publish so many songs under the same person's name. God used her that greatly. She wrote a thousand poems. She had four books of poetry published two best-selling autobiographies, five cantatas, and she even wrote popular secular songs, patriot songs, and political songs. All the while, she was a public speaker and she was a Christian rescue missions worker. She did all of these things, as extraordinary as that is, all these things she did as a blind lady. She started her life, you see, in tragedy. And we'll, we'll listen to this story. At six weeks old, the story goes that she caught a cold and, and they, the doctors back then tried to treat her eyes with some kind of a mustard poultice and rubbed it on her eyes and they said that the damage from that damaged her optic nerve and she was blinded. Now some modern physicians today look back and say possibly she was just blind from birth, but regardless, she started her life and lived her entire life blind to compound that, at six months old, her dad, John Crosby, died. And then at five years old, they took her, can you imagine this as a little five-year-old, they took her to the doctor to have her examined, and they told her point blank, you will never, ever see. You'll never, ever see. She started her life in tragedy. She could have lived her life in bitterness and despair and heartache, but somehow, and I believe it was because she dwelled under the shadow of the Almighty God, which we're going to get ready to read about in Psalm 91, but somehow she didn't live in tragedy, she lived in triumph. And that's what I want to tell us this morning. Let's live in triumph. We have tragedy around us, we have terrible times, troubled times, but I promise you if we abide, if we live 
under the shadow of Almighty God, we can live in triumph. Let's look at Psalm 91. Hopefully you can follow along as we go through this passage this morning together. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 says this, He who dwells, or if I can say it this way, who he who lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. I want to ask us, what are we dwelling on right now? What are we dwelling on? When I look up that word dwelling, yes, one definition means where, where I am living in a specific place, but one definition means what am I thinking on and what am I speaking about? And when I say, what are you dwelling on? What are you thinking on? What are you speaking about? When I use it in that context, it usually is a negative connotation. I'm dwelling on the problem. I am dwelling on the disappointment. But I want to tell us this morning that we can think upon God. We can dwell upon the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the promises of God, that He is our refuge in this time of trouble. So I ask you today, where are you going to live? Where, where am I going to live? Where are we going to dwell? What is going to be my mindset? What is going to be my heart set? Let me tell you this morning, as we live this life, we can have clarity. I can live with a sense of clarity. What, what do you mean, Pastor? I, I mean this. There's a lot of confusion right now. We, we wonder what is going on and what is going to happen next. But the Word of God gives us clarity to live every single day of our lives whether they're easy days or hard days, whether, whether they're rejoicing days or whether they're days of sorrow, I promise you the Word of God gives us clarity to see and to live our lives every single day. Let me read to you. Follow with me, please. Start at verse 3. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. The snare references a subtle trap. There are subtle things that come our way that, that bother us, that discourage us, that, that come to hinder us or even trap us. The pestilence speaks to a bigger event. Now get this because it's so applicable to, applicable to where we are today. A pestilence speaks to a bigger event that affects everybody in its path. And I would say it's, it's safe to say that the coronavirus outbreak has been a pestilence and is a pestilence that's affecting everyone in its path. But here's some good news in verse 4 as we go through this. Here's what God wants to do for us. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. Now at first glance you think, well, what, what are you saying there? What is the, what is the psalmist saying? Think about a mother bird that would take his, her wings and she would shelter over her children and watch over her, her young, even to the point that she would take on injury or even death on behalf of her young. Under that 
wing. And that's what the psalmist is using as an illustration for us. God is going to take us under his wing and he's going to protect us. And, and he is even willing to be wounded for us. In fact, he was wounded for us when he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross, his only son for us. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. There's a lot of facts and information. There's a lot of misinformation, but I want to remind us to get in the word and remind ourselves of his truth and his truth during these times will not fail. It will stand and it will be our shield and our buckler. I'm talking about clarity. I want to live in a place of clarity. Look at verses five and six. You shall not be afraid. You shall not be afraid. If, if you were here live with me right now, I would say, say that phrase with me. Not afraid. Not afraid. Not afraid. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. The neat thing right there that the psalmist did is he described in the Hebrew uh, day, they had four components to their day, four parts to their day. Kind of like we might say morning and afternoon and evening. Well, they had four components to their day. And the psalmist references God's intervention, God's protection, God's love, God's faithfulness. He, he references those here in all four parts of the day. What does that say to you and I? God is with us morning, noon, and night. In the middle of the night, God is with us. He is walking with us. Do not be afraid. So we can live in clarity. We can live in clarity. But the second concept in which we can live is in confidence. I want to live in clarity, but I also want to live in confidence. Confidence, another word for confidence is assurance. Assurance. Now this ties back to a beautiful hymn that the story we opened with, Fanny Crosby wrote, called Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit and washed in his blood. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. I want to be like Fanny Crosby and I want to live in confidence. I want to live in his assurance. You see, this song was written in 1873. Think about that. 1873. And we are singing it and we are quoting it uh, 147 years later. Think about that. I want to I want to tell you something. The assurance that 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 she had 147 years ago and the confidence that she had in God 147 years ago, we can have that same assurance and that same confidence right here and right now in the year 2020. God has not changed. God will not change. God is still seated on his throne. God is still all powerful. God 
is still the one who extends this great refuge for us to live in and dwell in even all these many years later. I want to live in clarity. I want to live in confidence. The, the, the title of the sermon this morning was Where Do You Live? And I ask you, if, if you're living in fear, if you're living in doubt, if you're, if you're wringing your hands, I just want to encourage you this morning from the Word of God that we can live in clarity, we can live in confidence, and we can know that blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Is Jesus yours? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Do, he, do you know him today? Let me read some scriptures about this confidence as we're working our way through Psalm 91. Look down at verse 7, please. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because, here's the key, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, you have made the Lord your dwelling place. I want to remind myself and ask myself, have I made the Lord my dwelling place? Have you made the Lord your dwelling place? Look at verse 10. No evil shall befall you nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now this psalmist most likely was probably a shepherd. And so in verse 13, he, he uses some symbolism that would relate to him when he says, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. Those were the, were the pestilence and those were the snares that would come against this psalmist. And he's saying, God's going to help me tread upon them. We could insert right there that, that we, we're going to tread upon and, and God's going to bring us through the threat of this coronavirus. And God is going to bring us through the economic challenges and, and repercussions that are coming to our economy because of what's going on. But God is going to bring us through these things. God is with us. You say, Pastor, you are preaching this morning like you have assurance. You are preaching this morning with confidence. And I, I do, I do have confidence, not in myself, but in God and in God's word and in the promises of God's word. And every one of us can live in this confidence. One final point today. The final slide I believe they're going to put on the screen says choice. Choice. See, I'm reading the first part of Psalm 91 and this psalmist is writing here. And then when we get to the last three verses, God is going to answer him. And I want to share those verses in just a moment of God's answer back to him. But the psalmist made up his mind that he was going to have a mindset of clarity and confidence. He made up his heart that he would, I guess I coined this term maybe of, of a heart set, but he made a heart set that he was going to live in clarity and confidence. Fanny Crosby, again, wrote another beautiful song that speaks to us of the choice that we need to make 
This psalmist made the choice we need to make. And I love this beautiful, beautiful song that she, that she wrote. When she wrote, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Verse three of that is just a beautiful verse. She said, Trusting only in thy merit, would I seek thy face. Heal my wounded, broken spirit and save me by thy grace. I want to encourage you this morning to pray that prayer to God. Pray that prayer to Christ. Say, heal my broken spirit and save me by thy grace. Heal my broken spirit and save me by thy grace. Let me read God's answer to that. God's answer to us, God's answer to the psalmist when we come to him like that and we pour our heart out to him. Verses 14 through 16 that close out this beautiful psalm that we have covered together today. God begins to speak right here. and He says, because he, I'm going to insert you, because you have set your love upon me. Therefore, I'll deliver you. I will set you on high because you have known my name. You shall call upon me and I will answer you. I'll be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you. And with long life, I will satisfy you and I will show you my salvation. That is my prayer in my heart NCOG family, friends, community members, people who are watching us, guests who are with us online right now live or those who may watch on the, on the rerun, my prayer for you is that you will know His salvation. The first step is this, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Ask Him to come into your heart and into your life. It'll be the best decision that you have ever made. And then we can have confidence and clarity and we can say, I am living under the umbrella of God's blessings. I am living under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's pray together and Pastor Jacob's going to sing that beautiful song that we've referenced that, that Franny Crosby wrote. He's going to sing it, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. That's how we're going to close out. But before he sings that for us, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we know that all our hope is in you. And Jesus Christ, we know that you died on the cross for our sins. And I pray that each one of us today would make sure that we would make certain that we have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I pray even now that the Holy Spirit would draw those who may be watching, who don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, who don't have this clarity and this confidence and this hope and this peace that we're preaching about today, that the Holy Spirit would gently draw them and they would come in repentance and come to you and accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, give us hope during these times. Give us confidence during this time. 
And Lord, I pray that each one who watches today, when they, when they step away from the screen, that, that they will have felt like they have been to church today, that they will have felt like they have experienced your presence and they have learned from your word and that they can leave lifted up and encouraged. Go with us in the days and weeks ahead. Give us clarity to make the right decisions. Give us clarity to know that you are encamped around about us. Give us clarity to live this life with confidence. And Lord, we do thank you of the blessed assurance that Jesus is ours. We pray it all in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We'll see you at 7 o'clock online, live on Wednesday night. Pastor Jacob's going to sing Blessed Assurance.